So, uh, I was saying as you were in the bathroom that I do another podcast where people suggest things to us that are uh, either things that have flown under the radar mm -hmm. that we have to check out and let everyone know about, uh, or things that are absolute pieces of garbage that we have to find something to love about. Like so that we they're they're garbage, but Jay and I like something no. about them. No, no, oh, you have to. It's a challenge for us. Oh so, wow! So some of the worst. Try to find something to love about this because we think it's because it's so right. bad. So here, I'll I'll give you an example of yeah. of some of this stuff. Okay, so one of the best hidden gems I ever got. So that's like the stuff that's kind of flown under the radar is a movie called Coherence. Oh, I I know the director very well. Oh, uh, we we were at film festivals together. In fact, I insulted him accidentally, and he was so mad at me. Um, I was making a movie about the movies at this festival at Fantastic Fest. Oh, Fantastic Fest, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and you, do you know that guy's story? He no. does all of the visual, um, like set piece direction for yeah. the Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh fuck! So like yeah. when Johnny Depp is like spinning on a wheel and it's like where he's swinging through ropes or some shit like that. Yeah, he's the guy who's doing those designs. Oh, crazy. That, Co Coherence is a cool it's movie. It's quite possibly the most entertaining part of those movies. Exactly, and it's this dude's job. But his yeah. movie is so small. It's basically got Xander from Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. and a bunch of other people. And they're all... I love Xander, dude. And they're all basically hanging out in a... Having it's a, a dinner, dinner party. party. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they leave the house and they stumble across another exact house with clones of all of them. And they realize they're passing through... Um, different realities to see different versions of themselves in different realities and then they all get mixed up it's fucking very cool it's it, like it's like primer basically it's cool. so good uh, anyway so that that was one of the better suggestions that we got but the things that we had to love um, that were basically borderline impossible was Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 or having not one. seen the first one yeah uh, not great uh, the album Lulu which is Lou Reed and Metallica Ouch! And You're getting killed. It's it's a real that's a real thing that happened. Mm. Like they made it together, and it is god awful. Uh, I'm trying to think. Those are the two that really stick out in my oh, mind. Oh, I got one. Oh, Star Wars Holiday Special, obviously. Right, yeah, Mentioned yeah. that. Okay, so I think yeah. All right, we have one. Okay, for you to yeah, like that yeah, sucks. You take it. I can't think of anything. Um, the pure ownage showcase television series. Okay. Do you know what that is? No, I have no idea. Pure Onage, a big, very famous, and quite well-received web series from Toronto at the yeah. same time that Jay and I were making a web series. Cool show. Yeah. Like, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Really indie about video games, okay? Yeah. Gets bought for series by Showcase in 2008, I want to say, maybe 2009. They make, a, they make a full season of it. Okay. Good luck. It's all about video games. You should love it. Okay. It's literally about a guy trying to become a pro gamer. Okay, yeah, I'll check that but out for sure. This is going to fuck you up. Like, it's so brutally bad. I bet you you find nothing in it at all. Oh, that's a challenge right there. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that you are just like, yeah, no, this is, this is, this is, yeah, good luck. I, I can't, I could barely even get through the pilot. Okay, and what is, what's something that you think uh, kind of flew under the radar that you love that most people don't know about? What is it? Oh. Has, has everyone seen Dragon the Bruce Lee story? I would, I would hope so. That, yeah, that's it's, that's, that's a big, big. That's a big one. That's okay, big. Okay, good. The uh, the Edge is a movie that again that's so famous. Isn't that Keanu? No, the uh, the Edge. Alec Baldwin, Alec and, Baldwin Anthony and Anthony Hopkins get lost in the forest and have to fight a bear. Okay. Um, I mean, if you haven't it's, seen it, it's, it's amazing. Mammoth. I mean, like it's David Mamet. It's not enough. small enough. There's a video game that is, I think, slightly under the radar. Sure. But uh, but a lot of people have played it that we play at our office all the time called Samurai Gun. 
check it out. It's a, it's it's like, it's like Smash Brothers except um except eight bit. Very simple. Right. I, I think it is a hidden gem. I think it's one of the best best multiplayer video games ever made samurai gun it's i was called check samurai that out. gun it's an indie indie game um all right but again it's also popular like is it yeah i'm trying to think of something that you and i know that is like i feel like that's probably a good one though because i i mean i don't i don't know everything about video games but i feel like i would have heard of it i'm surprised that i haven't it's an awesome game uh, have you guys tried lovers in a dangerous space time by the way i, I just saw that I, on on the xbox store got it it's free this month Gotta try it. I was at the launch of the game at Fantastic Fest. Oh, nice. I met the designer. I played He's it like from Toronto. crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the game is fucking unbelievable. I was playing it back in 2014 yeah, like yeah. when it was just launched. I played it in an arcade cabinet at the Fantastic Arcade. Oh, that's amazing. The game is so good. Oh. Uh, like one so, to four so players, and it's like very cooperative, like couch co op, which is something that's like almost dead these oh, no days. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think couch co op is dead. We all played Castle Crashers. And loved it. it yeah. Back in like 2008. I mean, you, you can point at a few games, right? Well, like, what's the Towerfall Ascension, if you've played that? Well, Towerfall is Samurai Gun. Okay. Well, I'm not, that, like, that's essentially the exact same design as, as Samurai Gun, although I think Samurai Gun is slightly better. Ooh. I, like, I, I, I really do. That's I, a tall I, order, I think. I, I, I love Samurai Gun. I think, like, Jay and I are also into, like, weird YouTube videos, but I wouldn't call them hidden gems, like all the Shmoyoho videos, but everybody knows about those. I feel like your idea of what everybody knows about might be slightly different than what everybody actually knows about because I have no idea what this is. Ban a ban one of my friend's bands uh, called Bart, I'm uh, just a huge fan of. I think they're like the best. Yeah, that is actually kind of a hidden gem. That's true. The, uh, the, the, the re-edits of that Exorcist. You ever seen those videos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know what? Yeah, this is going to be in a rabbit hole of... <laughs> weird things forever yeah anyway I, but right. I would definitely try to make it through each, if you can watch all of season one of or all of the the series of pure ponage pure ownage yeah ownage. well i mean they they yeah anyway i won't ruin it <laughs> yeah good good luck right. I, I i couldn't i could barely make it to the pilot well thank you hello lovers Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time video game speedrunning fan and, <clears throat> excuse me, a full-time hater of fucking vinyl at Urban Outfitters because they put stickers directly on the vinyl sleeve. Yeah, it's the worst. What I also hate when bookstores do that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's more difficult with books, but like sometimes, you know, come on. Right. Okay. And it, I mean, it depends on the material too. Like if it's glossy, you can usually just peel it off and it's yeah. fine. But this is like a paper sleeve. Anyway, with me, as always, is my good friend turned X-Men by Fox fanboy, Andrew Patterson. Hello. Let's not get carried away. Let's not get carried away. Now, oh, I say that, but I'm not exactly sure what Andrew's thoughts are on this whole debacle. Debacle? What do you mean? I've talked at length about X-Men. You mean specifically about Logan? Yeah, yeah. Did it convert you? Uh, it didn't convert. No, that's ridiculous. Don't be <laughs> ridiculous. 
uh yeah it's a great movie um <clears throat> in a vacuum yeah really good so you liked it i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah yeah me too i thought it was uh i mean it's a perfect cap off for the uh that's just it for what well a goodbye to hugh jackman i mean not yeah. so much a, a cap off to the cinematic universe or anything but i i'm hopeful that that means that this is their new direction for some of these properties but i'm afraid that it's just gonna get to a point where it's just rated r for the for the sake of being rated r yeah there's a lot of fears i mostly you know if i consider it as a whole like if i consider it not in a vacuum mm -hmm. i do still have a lot of feelings of frustration that uh that it was just it took this long um you know it's kind of like okay great yeah you you got a great performance out of patrick stewart and hugh jackman uh and it felt very right but it took so long for it to happen that like i think i had mentioned before that i was just <clears throat> i went into this with as little bias as possible but what was frustrating was that it was really hard to discount the previous 10 films or whatever in this universe where they've used the same cast <clears throat> and they haven't really have it set up in some sort of anthology where each each movie takes place in a different timeline or something so you know it just felt kind of uh a lot of people were saying oh you know like this one because of that whole x-men comics in the movie thing is like a different timeline or you know like it's like a different it's a different universe than the one that we're used to. Right. But to me, that kind of rang hollow. Like that may be the case, but didn't feel particularly, like they referenced lots of things that happened in all of the other movies. And yeah, it, like New it, York and shit. Yeah, and Alkali Lake and what, you know. So there was like, it was still very much to me watching it felt like, even though it took place in the future, that it yeah. was kind of like the same. And I just couldn't shake those feelings. That was kind of troublesome to me. Right. Well, I think it was more of a continuation of the original three as opposed to the sort of new rewrite with like Bassbender and stuff anyways the, i mean we're getting into this far deeper than uh maybe we should in this episode because it's not really about logan but yeah good movie <clears throat> and i think that um it further proves the point that the world is ready for rated r films again and a lot of people might point to deadpool as being sort of like a hey it made money being rated R, but you know, it can always be a one-off. There could always be a situation where it's just like, yeah, maybe it just made money because it was good. And you know, it being rated R was just like a sort of icing on the cake. But, uh, yeah, I think this movie kind of proves some points here. We have, uh, some, have some technical difficulties here. I'm just going to take this out. Just hold it. Anyway, boom, much easier. What we're here to talk about, is what are we here to talk about? Pure ponage. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. So the hidden gem for this week. Wait. No, it's not pure ponage. The hidden gem <laughs> for this week is a video game called Samurai Gun. And the you gotta love it for the week is a <sighs> web series turned TV series called Pure Ponage. Um, so, as always, let's start with our... Turned movie. Wasn't there a movie as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that capped off the TV show. Okay. 
Uh, let's start with our hidden gem. So you're going to hear us play the game now. And which, sort of talk about it. Which will probably just be a lot of us yelling in excitement. Yeah. And then uh, we'll do a little recap. So here we go. All right. So here we are during the gaming portion of the podcast playing Samurai Gun. And uh, right off the gate, what do you... I mean, there's... This intro... Uh, this title screen is um, was already amazing for so many reasons. But then, interestingly enough, while we were setting up the mics for this, because it was just like birds and stuff, like there's just sound effects, this crazy, this cr- crazy demonic kind of like low bit rap song started playing. Yeah. Which was just awesome because it took like a full like three minutes for that to Yeah. And to we, to- we, we totally would have me- missed it if... Uh if we weren't setting up our shit, so. Cool. So we look at some of these options here, or do we want to jump right in? Let's just jump right in. Let's just do it. So there's a versus mode, which we will probably start with. Um, master of the house. Wait, gain is this co-op? Gain ultimate, ultimate victory. victory by fighting through each of the areas. Okay. Shadow gun, fight in a series of sh- shadows. Showdown, 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 showdown. Fight in a series of showdowns and survival mode, which is survive a ninja onslaught by yourself or with allies. Oh, do so you want to try master the house first? That sounds cool. But we'll just this is versus. We'll, we'll okay. just run them all through, maybe real right. quick. Ooh, oh Kabuki. I'm gonna be Kabuki. So it's eight bit graphics. I'm gonna be this like master splinter type character. Oh yeah. So we've got a very if you're oh we're choosing the stage. If uh if you're familiar at all with Towerfall, this is very Oh environments are destructible. Oh wow. I was just sliced in half, but I love how it like went slow mo. Oh shit. As you die. You motherfucker. This game is very intense, so th- that's that's the reason why we maybe haven't been to- Oh! <laughs> you just, I just got oh. shot right in the face. Is it uh, like Infinite Scroll? Can we drop yeah, down yeah. here? Oh, fuck. Yeah, you definitely can. It's very graphic. Yeah. Oh, oh damn yeah. it. So... Yeah, if you're if you're familiar with Towerfall Ascension, it's very similar except you have swords. There's not a lot of shooting involved. Wow, what what is that? Uh oh, I'm out. Oh fuck. Yeah, environments are a little bit more destructible than in Towerfall. Oh my god, what? How do you? I want to know about like blocking and stuff though. Is that a thing? Oh my god, you're just ruining me. I've ad- I've attained samurai mastery. Oh my god. I have a blue trail behind me for what Come seems like on. no reason. Like it's just like the crown and tower fall? Whoa, bro, I am just taking you to school right now. <laughs> wow. Boom. I got rocked, guys. It's 10 to 3. Yeah, let's try a different mode after this. Okay. Oh, wicked. Oh, if you if you attack at the same time, it does like a whoa, it does like a little uh, parry, I guess. Oh, oh, wow, shit! 
Oh, so many corpses. So, so far, pretty great game. Yeah. It's like very... Whoa. Wow. <laughs> it's very exciting. The physics? Pretty yeah. great. Come yeah. on! <laughs> what? How? Oh, you son of a gun. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Okay, this is getting ridiculous. Oh, shit! <laughs> wow! Okay. Oh, that your head just spiraled off? Ah. Wow. Guys, we're just kind of uttering wow a lot, but... Uh, it's just oh, we're, so, we're so into it, though, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Wow, that was fast. This is a little bit more... Well, the environment was so tiny. But it was a little bit more of a fair fight. All right, fight. let's try the next one. Try the next mode. Yeah. Master of the house. Master let's the house. do it. Oh, come on. Timing? Take it easy, bro. Yeah, I would love to not start directly beside you. I mean, in all fairness, I am Japanese. Between the two of us, I'm... So you should have an unfair advantage? Is that what you're saying? I'm genetically predisposed to being, being good at this. I see. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, wow! <laughs> oh. So... Oh, really quick, the physics of this game. Well, we can we can continue fighting, I guess. But the, the physics of this game are such that like, if you press the buttons in time with one another, you're like in a never-ending battle, and you kind of have to like move around and fake each other out, psych each other out almost. Oh my god! And it is Fuck. incredible. Just getting ruined. There's a bit of a latency between when you can attack and then attack again, right? It it appears that way. <laughs> it's so intense. Oh, yeah. The so, range is like. But what is Master of the House then? It's probably just going to maybe automatically change at the end of this. Oh. oh! Double kill? That was crazy. So I guess it's like a longer tournament style. Oh, wow. You son of a gun. Oh. Oh, what? How did. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow, <laughs> that was easily the most. Oh, did you see how the water got all bloody? No. Oh, maybe I'll show you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> shit just got real, bro. Oh come on! Yeah. Fuck, that was so close. I didn't realize Sweet. how close we were at the end. Yeah, so it's uh, it's just another example of a great indie game that they pay so much attention to fine details. Yeah. It's like the type of thing that made Bushido Blade so impressive. You know, like games that just had like... Oh, wow. Look at this level. Wasn't that fun? That was, that was pretty fun. Uh, that was great. Yeah, so, I mean, Andrew kind of talked game. about it, but yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, the, the whole timing aspect to the game is like... It's so frustrating when you hit the button a second too early or a second too late and the other guy just chops your head off. Yeah, it just goes to show that if you have a, a straightforward premise, but you test the shit out of the mechanic and you make the like the, the core mechanic sound, that you can... Nintendo, I feel like Nintendo is kind of the best example on a large scale of this. Indie games yeah, are yeah. showing that it's it's totally, you know that's that's what gaming is all about not like sort of in you know inflated production values necessarily but nintendo right. you know they find a formula and then they stick to it for literally decades without really adding anything new and uh 
you know, people love it. This is like an example. I, I, you know, not really a criticism. I would have liked to see maybe some more cooperative stuff, just maybe a slightly more variety yeah. in the modes because it, cause it c- kind of felt more just like a, a fighting game where there's not like a single player arcade mode, you know? Like it's right. just kind of like you can fight other guys. The AI is like... Yeah, unreal. That was it. Was very it's difficult. so hard. But it was great. The music was sick. The sound effects were sick. The mechanics were sick. The graphics were. It was, I would say it's even simpler than Towerfall. Like the characters yeah. are like even eight bit as opposed to sixteen bit or something. Yeah, something like that. Just less detail overall. The environments were pretty detailed though. Uh, the, so the other modes that we we played all the modes. Uh, we didn't record them all, but we ended up. I think my favorite was the showdown mode. Yeah, it was definitely the best. And there was one moment where, because you have a sword and a gun in the game, Andrew and I were in the midst of a showdown, and a showdown consists of a series that's like a best of five. Yeah, and it's just this one, it's, one cut, yeah, it's, as it were. It's one-on-one, and the environments are basically just a straight line yeah. into each other with like some beautiful backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, they just look like classic film, like samurai film moments that you would see. Right, and so we had already completed two of them, like... Basically running full speed head on t- into each other immediately as the game starts and just battling it out. And then on the third <laughs> one, as if on cue, we both were like, hmm, I wonder what happens <laughs> if we press the gun button. Like trying to face <laughs> the other person out or whatever. And uh, it just, the gun fires without any bullet, like as if it was empty. Yeah. And we both look at each other and start laughing. It was great. And it was like a smaller environment. It was like you're on an icy pedestal, like a cliff, like really high up. And there's like wind and it was just like no sound. And we're like, all right, let's try a different strategy. But it was the exact same different strategy at the exact same moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Yeah, great game. So what did we read online that a ps4 version is in the works oh yeah so it might be like towerfall ascension where like they the indie game was successful enough that they're going to release kind of an expanded version yeah maybe the expanded version will have more modes and stuff yeah that's probably why it's not out for these systems yet because i just got it for for pc uh off steam it was like 15 bucks or something like that and um I mean, it's great, but I imagine that if you got it uh, on the PS4 version or the Xbox version or whatever it's going to come out for, uh, in that format, there'll probably be a little bit more to to mess with. Cool. Yeah, so I think that we both recommend. Yeah, I would highly recommend this game. I might recommend that you maybe wait if you are a console owner or at least do some research and see when that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it is still in the works because there's some indie games that I've been waiting for that have no specific release date still, and it's been like quite some time. How about that Cuphead? Is Cuphead not out yet? No, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so crazy, and I've played a couple iterations of it too. I want that Indivisible game that I was talking about like probably like 30 episodes ago or something. I don't even remember. It's great. It's like 2D animation role-playing game cool uh based on uh like south asian lore mm-hmm. yeah it looks it's pretty great uh shall we move on to the you gotta love it if we must all right also video game related yeah so both of these suggestions uh as you'll hear at the top of the episode because or have heard i guess at this point at the top of the episode um came from Jay McCarroll and Matt Johnson of Nirvana, the band, the show. And 
It's interesting that they suggested that we watch this. You gotta love it. It is also a web series turned TV show. Uh, very much like Nirvana, the band, the show. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe it's older. Yeah, let me just put it this way. Maybe if I had, because I I almost remember it being on TV or maybe watching the web series or something because there was a like a it felt familiar to me. Mm. But I feel like it's one of those things that might have been funnier at the time. Yeah. Also, I think I have a friend of mine that I went to high school with may have may or may not have worked on the show. I just remember that right now. Hmm. There's like a disconnect, but it sounded familiar when he mentioned when uh, they mentioned it as a recommendation. Um, so it's pure ponage, <coughs> by the way. Showcase pure ownage TV show. No, it's with the P. Yeah, but it's the but it's still pronounced ownage though. Yeah, it is. Pure ownage. Pure ownage. Uh, premise of the show is it's basically about a pro gamer just trying to make his way in the crazy world. There's, well, there's a bit more direction in the... So it's a, it's a mockumentary where the pro gamer's brother is making a documentary about a pro gamer who lives with his mom. Correct. That's a much better way of putting it. Uh, you know, I think... I, I don't know, man. I don't know okay, where to well, start. Here's, here's what I'll, where I'll start. It's it's too dated at this point because, and here's why. When this came out, and I think it was 2004 was the web series, and 20, there was no such 2010 thing. or it, something. There's no such thing as like gaming leagues right. with billions of dollars. So pro gaming wasn't, I mean, I'm sure you could win money at tournaments, but it wasn't a, a, a career. Yeah. Now pro gaming is a career, and it's not like nerds in their mom's basement kind of yeah, it's like sponsored teams yeah yeah and there'd be real money in it right like the first episode of the tv show um the mom gets fed up and cuts off his internet access so he has to find somewhere else to partake in this tournament and he can't even get five bucks together to play at the cyber cafe <laughs> like that would never happen with a pro gamer now yeah because anyway yeah, I think the other thing for me is the humor. If I of, if I was younger and when again when it came out, yeah. just one of those things where it's like it'd be the same with uh, if somebody did a similar series about somebody who's really into comics, but like that's not a basement thing anymore. You know, like anything that was in the song uh, in the garage by Weezer, yeah, is no longer making fun of it in a sort of exaggerated way. You know, where it's like. I'm not saying that there aren't people that are that are like that, you know, like well, his, but, the main character. So but it, here's the problem, though. It's almost it's almost like watching at this point. It's almost like watching uh, the stereotype of a parent trying to talk to their kid like they're a cool parent. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, I'm so good at this game. I just owned you. That's owned with a P, though. And like, <laughs> you're, such a noob. you're such a noob. You guys are noobs. <laughs> <laughs> and like I just laughed out loud. Like it's yeah. just so heavy-handed. Yeah. That it's almost insulting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. You're just better at articulating everything I'm trying to say right now. I, th- I feel like you're just very, as a gamer, very tired. I am very tired, by the way. Yeah, I'm exhausted. But uh, yeah, as a gamer though, it's like they're just like things where I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, so, and it, it was hard to contextualize, to like look at it from that context because I'm like, uh, <sighs> what did you love take about my, it? Mm. <laughs> Andrew's just shaking his head, trying to scrounge up something. I mean, uh, it wasn't that bad, though. Like, it was watchable. Andrew says no, but... <laughs> uh, I don't know. I kind of struggled with it. I'll be honest. I... The, the, okay, so... It was, the, just, it was just because, like, it wasn't... There's so many mockumentaries that... Again, I think this is one of those things that needs context, right? The, like, ba- the balance of mocking to real was not enough for me that it was like the way that he he spoke where he says like a lot you know and and you know like you know like okay sure but it was so excessive like so over the top like the 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 acting like that character i felt like it was just like here i go now i'm very conscious of the fact that i'm saying like a lot when I think of Christopher Guest, who of course is like a master mockumentary maker, Spinal Tap, this is right. Spinal Tap, A Mighty Wind, Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman. They're hilarious, but it feels like there's like, the characters don't feel as much like they're playing a character. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, like right. they feel like you're like, oh, these people are ridiculous, but they feel in this, I think it was just, I, I respect what they're trying to do and I respect that they did it even, but it right. was just sort of like I was watching it. And I was like, okay, uh, okay, okay. All right. So I appreciate the premise of the that show. Too. Yeah. And I like some of the nods and winks to real nerd culture. Like they talk about the, the girl who owns the cyber cafe at one point talks about how she's a world of Warcraft player. She doesn't really play RTS games. Mm-hmm. And then uh, kind of talks to the the mockumentarian, the guy with the camera. He's like, And she's like, oh, I heard you were a World of Warcraft player, right? Like kind of giving him the eyes and stuff. And he's just like, you know, not really, but I kind of want to get into it. And then she's just like, okay, I, I mean, that's cool. But like talk to me once you're level 20 and have all this <laughs> stuff. And like all the stuff she listed was like, you know, fine and kind of funny. But she, it was done in such a way that it was so heavy-handed and like, kind of like she was a second away from nudging the camera and going, ah, ah, you see, <laughs> I know World of Warcraft. There, uh, the one thing, okay, I, one thing I did kind of like that I chuckled at from time to time was when he used uh, jargon from games to describe things in real life. And I don't mean like noob Right, that guy's right. a noob i mean like you know aoe like you using like terms that you would hear in like an rts or uh you know or an rpg or some you know a right. game that like would be completely ridiculous nobody would understand what they meant um but if you have a history of playing video games especially playing video games online right you know there's a lot there you you pick up it's sort of like a like code and I just think I think they just took it a little too far, but I I would be interested to see a show like this, like a revisiting of this type of thing, mm-hmm. but obviously less heavy-handed. Where it's literally like just take somebody who, um, it's almost like you know when you watch uh, 
Conan O'Brien, a Clueless Gamer yeah. bits. Well, they're making a Clueless Gamer TV show. Oh, amazing. There you go. I think that that is too, he's too unplugged from gaming for well, that to not, be what I'm talking about. Him. But you know, you know, I'm just saying like, for yeah, example, yeah. like it would be interesting to see a legit, like a middle of the road gamer, you know, yep. he's okay online trying to make it as like a, and, and he's, you know, I don't want to peg us, but somewhere on the spectrum, but let's say more like us where it's a bit more casual, you know, right. like maybe less of the social awkwardness like it's just like a dude who like who's happens to be quite good and plays games but being yeah. immersed in this world that i think and like filmed like this or like nirvana the show the band yeah. that could be hilarious because it's just like when you see if it's done tastefully like you know somebody going to comic-con or like a fan expo or an anime you know and you're surrounded by like the most hardcore of the hardcore of these people that are really passionate about something right and that sort of disconnect can be hilarious and this just i feel like just didn't really have that it was more like it was all inside it was like yeah. it was only appealing to this one group whereas you could still all of the that same group could be in on the joke mm -hmm. but it would be more appealing to people that maybe didn't you know right. what I mean? It, so anyway, but it lays the groundwork for sure. And it, I, when you say that it was like 2004, it's definitely, there's not a lot of shows, live action shows, mockumentary or otherwise about well, so gaming really that I can think of. The web series was I think 2004 and then the TV show was 2010. Yeah. But even still, yeah. like when I was a kid, there was like video arcade top 10. Nice. There was, uh, what was the other, uh, there was another one like video arcade top 10. I don't know. All I can think of now is Nicholas, Nicholas Piccolos. <laughs> so, but other than that, like, you know, can you think of, even though it's like the, it surpassed the film industry in terms of like the scale, the, the money in it, mm -hmm. there's not really a lot of game TV. I guess for a while there was, you know, there's G4 tech yeah. TV. Yeah, there's, okay. So I guess there has been, but there's not much content that isn't just like news, right? you know, reviews on the run. I used to love that show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, What's interesting, though, about what you just said is when I was talking to... Hopefully that was recording. I just the cable on my mic was... I think it was okay. Okay, good. Go um, on. When I was talking to the Nirvana, the band, the show guys on my other podcast, the Buns podcast, which you should listen to, by the way, uh, they mentioned... Nice plug. <laughs> they mentioned something that's uh, very kind of in line with this conversation <clears throat> which is essentially that they are mo they like on the show are morons mm -hmm. idiots that like if you met you would probably hate them <laughs> yeah. and like the jokes are so juvenile that they're it's like borderline stupid mm -hmm. you know and if you watch that as a show you would probably hate it yeah but what makes it so funny is that these idiots doing these juvenile things are doing it within the real world. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, you see real genuine reactions from, <laughs> from yeah. people and that's what makes the show, the show. Yeah. Right. And it's a tricky man. Uh, everything, all, almost everything we've covered, like there's a balance, you know, right. it all, it's all about balance. There's like a fine line. And so I, I think that this show, let's just say as an example, pure ponage, mm-hmm, if ownage or whatever pure ownage yeah if that guy had like the show was him as part of the esports world mm -hmm. 
you know, like going <laughs> to going. See, you're it's already, even already laughing, just picturing going to tournaments, playing that character, <laughs> and like be interacting with actual people. It would be hilarious. Yeah, because, be, like so you're right. The character itself is kind of funny, but the rest of the world behaves as if what he is doing is normal, mm. and that's kind of the problem. They're all everyone else on the sh- on the show is heightened like he is, and so it's not tempered with anything. And so they built this universe where everyone's just kind of an idiot. Whereas, you know, if that character were to interact in the real world, you'd be like, I don't even know what's going on here. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That's my two cents. So I don't know. I can't I can't say I loved it. I can't say I can't say that. Yeah. But you know, it's definitely not the worst thing. I think there was like three or four seasons though. It was pretty popular. It was popular yeah. enough that they got a Showtime show. No, I mean three or four seasons of the Showtime show. Oh. Yeah, and then the, then the movie, right? So, which was the TV movie, I believe. Oh but. boy. So well. again, I think it's one of those things. Like, I, I don't want to offend anyone out there right now, but like, if you listen to Corn in like the <laughs> early two thousands or whatever, that's. You didn't to- listen to Corn in the early 2000s? No, that's totally acceptable. I'm just saying it's totally acceptable. But if you listen to Corn now, <laughs> I don't know if it is totally acceptable. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like pure ownage. Small just a small departure on that note. Yeah. I remember uh uh years ago, but I was in I was I was in college. Yeah. Um or maybe just after. I was uh at HMV, mm-hmm. and then they had their like two for ten deal, or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. or or one of those deals, and it was kind of like you know I I was spending two two things that I wanted. It was like you know the greatest hits of the cl- like Clash, just like the typical stuff you would find there. And I was like, oh, this would be good, yeah. good for the car, or whatever. And I couldn't find something else. I was just like, oh, you know, I could get one more thing for a buck. That kind of situation. <coughs> so I bought the best of corn yeah you know it's got freak on a leash adidas it has like basically the only corn songs that you know yeah yeah are on the cd uh and uh very like old you know of that era type album art it was like a jail cell or something like locked and i was like "Ah, all right whatever yeah i was judged so aggressively for buying that <laughs> it was like it like immediately afterwards by it was the like, guy hit the store or no no just by like my friends like yeah. j- people that w- it, like exactly what you're saying it was yeah. like bro that would have been okay like 10 years ago yeah. but like right like why would you buy that and i was like come on guys it's like one dollar like <laughs> yeah. it's not a big deal but it was a big deal it was a big deal to everybody so i more than anyone maybe can relate to what the I'm analogy saying. that you just <laughs> you just made um uh, uh, yeah yeah so I, I think the point is that um you know in its time it probably was actually hilarious because because gaming culture was such a fringe thing mm. that the people who are in it were like oh you know this kind of represents us in a yeah, funny way they and felt underrepresented and, and it's hilarious yeah. and so like people latched onto it whereas now gaming culture is just culture yeah so like it's you know yeah, there's movies with like Michael Fassbender and shit, man, based on video games. Do you ever, uh, do you ever watch 
Oh, what was it called? Uh, anyway, I've lost it now. But yeah, I, I think that... Uh, oh, Red versus Blue. You ever watch yeah. Red versus Blue? I wonder if that would hold up. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we spend a lot of time, uh, you know, worrying about representation, I think. Mm. Uh, and then now that we have it, like some of that stuff just kind of falls by the wayside. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. Or recommendations. We got recommendations next. Yeah. Let's, let's do some recommendations. What do you got? What do you got for us? Uh, this, there's a record label that I discovered recently, mm-hmm. uh, through Google play recommendations, which have just been killing it for me in the last like four months. Nice. Uh, if you are into sort of down tempo, chilled out electronica music, I shouldn't have said chilled out. I think that will immediately conjure an image of like all those compilations that were everywhere with just like half naked girls on the front. That would be like chill out volume one, <laughs> chill out a pizza, you know, all that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say more along the lines of like, if you're interested, if you're into like K Tronada or oh, yeah, uh, sweet. yeah, that type of thing. Anyway, I just, there's this group or this guy, I guess, called French Kiwi Juice, uh, FKJ. Okay. I was like, oh, that's sick album art, and listened to that. I was like, oh, this is really good. And then uh, I did a little bit of digging and found this label, uh, which I believe is called Roche Music. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and it was basically like a treasure trove. It'd be like somebody who's into like post-hardcore, you know, pop punk type stuff that was like, oh, I really like this one band uh, that appears to be on this label called Top Shelf and then went to the Top Shelf website and discovered that literally their entire catalog is just amazing bands that sa- all sound like that. Right. That's what this was like, but for this type of music. And I could not even tell you, oh, the one other band I really liked was, or band, group, it's two guys, uh, I believe. I feel like that Top Shelf analogy was a little bit too inside for too a lot deep. of people. What would be a better example? Um, I can't think of a modern day record. Top level. Dog Entertainment. Top Dog Entertainment, Kendrick Lamar. If you like Kendrick Lamar, the rapper, and you're yeah. like, oh, I really like this type of rap specifically, what label is he on? Oh, it's called Top Dog Entertainment. And then you went there and discovered that most of the people that feature in Kendrick Lamar's songs, like Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, Absol, yeah. uh, SZA, all those people are on Top Dog Entertainment. How about this? How about this? We'll go super broad with it. Okay. It's almost as if you like good TV. Yeah. And then you watch House of Cards or something, or or like Daredevil, and you're like, oh, I wonder who made this. Oh, Netflix original. Let's yeah. see what other Netflix originals there are. And then they're all fucking great. You're right. That is much more accessible. Well, so it's they, like that. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, there's another group or duo called Dunier and Crayon. Sounds very French. I know. There you go. Yeah, anyway... Uh, it's really good. So I would check out the label, but also check out French Kiwi Juice. There's a new album coming out soon, and uh, Dunier and Crayon. Uh, maybe we can queue up a Dunier and Crayon song after this. Okay, cool, cool. So what is my recommendation going to be? You stole my Dunier and Crayon recommendation. I knew so. it. I could see it in your eyes, the disappointment. Uh, I, To be honest with you, I've been in sort of a 
you know, do nothing mode recently. So I'm not, I haven't experienced all that much, but I did. What did I watch recently that I really enjoyed? Logan, Midnight Special. Yeah, I did enjoy both of those. That's true. That is true. But I was thinking more along the lines of TV. Now I can't recall. Rectify. Here's what we're going to do. This isn't a hidden gem by any stretch of the imagination, but seeing as how I think they are now tied for the longest running live action sitcom of all time, and still not a lot of people have actually watched it, Um, although a lot of people who know about it love it. It's Always Sunny? It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've been rewatching. I just watched an interview with Charlie Day. That's what made me think of that. Oh, nice. On Hot Ones. Oh, yeah. Shout out Sean Evans. That's a great, great uh, show, by the way, Hot Ones. It's so good. Sean Evans, if you're listening, I think we've already shouted this out once before, but how awesome would it be to get his recommendations? Honestly. So, this is a bonus reco right here check out the YouTube show Hot Ones. But also um, check yeah. out uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because it's Amen. pretty hilarious. I mean, essentially what it does is take the Seinfeld premise of having a bunch of characters who are unlikable. And then put it on cocaine? Yeah. To the extreme. <laughs> yeah. Like, they kill hookers <laughs> accidentally. Like, in a funny way, though. I mean, it doesn't sound <laughs> That's like That's a it weird is. example to pull out of all of the episodes. <laughs> well, they don't they don't actually kill a hooker, but a hooker overdoses in their presence. Mm. Uh, they get hooked on crack at one point. Yeah. Uh, but the one where they go on vacation or whatever. Yeah. With the with the ham. Oh, uh, yeah. The uh, <laughs> they go to the Jersey Shore and he has the uh, the rum ham. <laughs> rum ham. Anyway, uh the premise of the show is it's uh, these three guys own a bar and their sister, Ugh. one of the owner's sisters Fuck. works at the bar and Danny DeVito is the sister and brother's father. Like the patriarch, um, if, as he, it were. He doesn't come in until season two, but he is the greatest addition <laughs> it's so funny. to the show. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't watched it already, check it out. Have you seen the latest season? No. I haven't watched it yet, but there's an episode where they all wake up and are black. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also, I saw an ad for, uh, totally unrelated, for the new season of Archer. Did you see that? Where it's like a noir, like detective story. No. Yeah. Oh, shit. That, does that start soon? I don't know. I don't remember the date, but the trailer was hilarious. Where I'm, they're just I'm like, yeah, I like that that show, they just, the creators were basically like, yeah, we got sick of the secret agent thing. So they were drug dealers for a bit, and yeah. then uh, and then pr- and then they were age secret agents again, I think, and then private investigators yeah. in the, the last season. And now it's like completely different setting. Yeah, characters have like different relationships. It's just like they're just taking the characters and doing whatever they want with them. It's pretty funny. I like that. Well, they pretty much had to give up the whole secret agent thing when because their organization was called ISIS. Yeah, and I think that once that news hit actual news yeah they're like well we can't use that name anymore so let's <laughs> fucking figure something else out oh shit all right uh what are we doing next week next week we are doing the movie central intelligence as you gotta love my it. boy the rock and uh, your other boy kevin hart no well he's in it yeah, yeah, he's, no, def- yeah. he's definitely <laughs> in it uh and the hidden gem <laughs> is uh an anime by the name of Yuri exclamation 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 on ice. 
Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I feel like I could wait for both those, but no, uh, it's going to be great. Okay. Uh, I got a good feeling about this next episode, Koji. Suggested to us by Brian and Ian from the Full Blast slash Oh Well Home Screen. Thanks for putting on a great show that was a gift, a birthday gift to me as well, to the those guys. The gift that just kept giving. Yeah, it was amazing. That was a, that was a great night. Uh, anyway, until next time, guys, keep loving it. Woo! Oh,